Hello and welcome to BL Podcasts. I'm Minakshi Varma Ambuwani. The pandemic spurred massive shifts in consumption patterns and R&D teams of FMCG companies have their tasks cut out. We caught up with Dr. Shilpa Vora, who is the Chief R&D Officer at Marico, to understand how the company is navigating these shifts and how it is being agile like never before to meet these fast-changing consumer needs. Dr. Vora also talked about the new trends in product development such as increase in adoption of millets and how international flavors are gaining ground. At the same time, she emphasized that consumers are seeking healthier food products but are not willing to do this by compromising on taste. Tune in to listen to the full podcast. Dr. Vora, I wanted to kind of start off with how are uh, Indian consumers' consumption patterns evolving, especially in the post-COVID times when there's uh, a lot more uh, focus on health and uh, there's growing uh, consciousness about that. Absolutely true, Minakshi. In fact, post-COVID, India has seen that shift. I mean, globally, we've seen that shift, India included, on consumer preferences for healthier foods, for healthier options, for healthier lifestyles, honestly. Um, and as you can imagine, the food industry will do what consumers want, right? That's a given. So if consumers want healthier foods, the industry is also trending to now offer far more healthier foods than probably they were available today. I think the other shift that is happening over the last few years is probably the consumer needing, I would say, quicker options, more ready to cook, ready to eat, but not compromising on health. And I think somewhere many of them also want to maybe slightly, I would say, customize what they're doing. So it might not be a fully ready solution that uh, I just cut the packet and open it. Of course, there's there's absolutely that. But somewhere, I think in during COVID, especially a lot of people made a lot of food at home, right? So that 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 wanting to have their own flair at it is also something you can see, you know, sort of, I would say, consumer shifts in that space. So I also wanted to understand how is the R&D landscape evolving, you know, because, uh, you know, during COVID, we had a lot of supply chain disruptions and some of those challenges. And uh, I think everybody has kind of had a lot of learnings. So post that, how is the R&D landscape evolving in the packaged food and the FMCG space? So look, COVID or no COVID, uh, food habits, uh, language, everything changes every 100 kilometers, right? So I think the the most important thing that that any R&D team needs to do is how how are they understanding what are these shifts, what are the likings, and food is extremely regional. You can't just copy paste a product and say, okay, here's a pan India product that's gonna last, you know, that's gonna run across. So it's really understanding what are those, you know, consumer choices, what are the trends. And then from an R&D lens, what happens is, and, and I would say how R&D is evolving now, is the whole area of digital and social listening. Uh, and what we do at Marico is also we really invest a lot of time and energy in l- listening to what consumers have to say, how are they making their choices, what are, you know, when we when we engage with flavor houses, etc., to also understand what are these flavors that are being, you know, liked by different consumers. From an R&D point of view, also go and talk to consumers. So we do deep, uh, you know, sort of consumer interactions. And in different parts of India, as I said, it's not that, oh, I'm in Mumbai, so let me just talk to Mumbai consumers and solve for all of India. Uh, I think the other thing that becomes very important is then harnessing all that data and really coming out what are these rich insights 
that makes sense from an R&D lens that uh, that I am now going to use and say what is it that I'm going to solve for in terms of a consumer need. Um, obviously, one of the things when you talk about post-COVID, a lot of it from a food's point of view does get down to uh, health forward. And I think uh, uh, sitting where I sit and I think I'm privileged where I sit is for Marico, that has always been a better for you. We've always believed that foods need to be something that we offer that are always taste forward, but also better for you. So I think in that sense, we are probably in a good place already. I also wanted to kind of understand how are the product cycles, you know, changing? Because there was a lot of, you know, kind of flexibility uh, that one needs to look at. And also the kind of uh, with growing social media awareness and some of those aspects, consumers uh, need to kind of look at uh, our increasingly looking at those healthy products. So are the product cycles getting shorter now? So the way I look at product cycles, product cycles in foods. So you look at it, there's always longevity to the core and the core is always there and consumers that are married to the core stay married to the core. Consumers flirt in and out for flavor reasons. And to me, uh, and which is what a lot of food companies do also, you introduce new flavors, you see which one sticks, which one goes. Many companies also maximize opportunities today. So when you talk about the whole social media and this, I mean, uh, there's a lot of, um, I would say there could be seasonality sometimes to flavors that you would say, okay, it's Diwali time, then you know it's these kind of flavors, it's winter time, then the whole gajak kind of flavor. So you do see some of those, I would say, trends happening. But trust me, the core is the core and most consumers will not move away from your core. They'll flirt in and out of these variants. But in my opinion, that doesn't change. The core doesn't change. Sure. And in terms of your product pipeline for from the healthy snacking perspective, how has the journey been? Uh, could you dwell a little on that? Sure. So look, uh, for Marico, I would say uh, at the core of Marico, at the core of our values is innovation and consumer centricity. I think both of those are what drive Marico. I mean, that's been the history of Marico. It's really these two very strong pillars are what uh, form Marico. I think uh, when, as I was just telling you earlier, Safola stands for sort of better for you and taste forward. And we've really used that to really start navigating our path and journey of foods. So if you now ask, I think we were probably one of the first companies that offered solutions to this better for you tasty options. Uh, when we went, I think it was like 2012, when we first introduced oats in India. Uh, now we understood the need of warm breakfast. I think one thing we all have grown up knowing, even today, we all have warm breakfasts. And our warm breakfasts are savory. I mean, we rarely have warm, we rarely have sweet breakfast or cold breakfast. They tend to be warm, savory breakfast. And that was probably the very first consumer insight that led us to sort of open up an entire category of, I would say, masaledar or savory masala oats. Now, what we've done is, um, while we offered masala oats, it was taste, it was health, uh, we obviously then had to go on a journey with the consumer in talking to her about, because oats was not something she was necessarily very familiar with. 
So then really the option started saying oh, we started offering oats with the recipe books and we really started introducing them to recipes where oats could be used into their day to day products like whether it would have been safola oats uh, based, uh, you know, upma or idli or dosa or cookies for that matter. So a lot of these sort of I would say recipes that that started getting created for the consumers. I think what we've also done uh, in recent years, and especially if you now look at um, in the last few years, what we would have done is we've done a lot of variants, a lot of flavors. Um, in our 10 years of journey of uh, Safala Oats, we've tried various flavors. And to the point I was making to uh, you earlier, so we have a classic masala that continues to be sort of the core, but we've done different versions. Some, uh, some worked, some didn't work. Uh, we have uh, different, I would say, flavors for the North India than South India as well in our in our sort of offering. Uh, one of the other things that has changed in 2023 being the International Year of Millets that we've had this year. Uh, we've introduced millets into our oats. So we do have millets in our oats um, into our core range as well. We've launched a, a plain oats, which was just a plain oats. We now have a plain oats with millets. We've introduced a, a product called Safola Oats, which is a Karara Crunch, which has millets, which allows you to sort of, have, I would say, uh, help us give a very different te texture in the mouth. Uh, from a snacks point of view, we've taken uh, inspiration and used millets. So we have ragi chips. So these are Safola Munchies, ragi chips that we have uh, available to offering. And I think everywhere, um, we've, we've really always looked at uh, the conversation always has been, what is it that's healthy for you? So when we launched peanut butter, while there are many peanut butters out there and all of them have sugar, we said, no, we are going to go jaggery forward. We are going to, again, go what makes sense for the consumer, what resonates with the consumer more. So we've, I think, repeatedly taken these kind of decisions. When we've looked at our honey portfolio, again, we have honeys which are, uh, let's say, um, blends from either uh, the Sundarbans or Kashmir. So everywhere we've always asked that question, what is it that I can offer a consumer which is taste forward, however better for you from a health point of view? Sure, thanks. So this is also an era where the consumer is asking for more accountability from brands, a lot more uh, transparency, traceability, uh, those kind of aspects, you know, you see one influencer one day looking at the label, saying some things about some product. And so generally, there seems to be a lot of conversation around, you know, labels, around uh, transparency. How is that uh, changing or making, uh, you know, how is that kind of leading to an involvement in the packaged food industry overall? So if you ask me, packaged food industry always, from an FSSCR point of view, you have to declare nutrients. I mean, that you don't move away from, you very much are allowed to, uh, you're supposed to, and you do uh, declare nutrients. And I think all companies do a good job at it. I think as consumers are evolving and they're looking for health options, what is becoming more and more, I think there's it's a double-edged sword. Uh, while FSSCI, I'll give you a very specific example. FSSCI wants you to declare everything per 100 grams. Now, often your uh, serving size might be, let's say, 38 grams, 45 grams. Uh, the consumer is not necessarily understanding that a serving size is different from the compulsory declared uh, weightage. So I think there's there's a job to be done on that. 
I think while a lot of social media started to talk about nutrition, I'm not sure. Um, and that's what a lot of companies, package industry is struggling with to say is we would rather have qualified nutritionists and dietitians and scientists talk about it just because there is a lot of, uh, I would say, um, information that might not be passed on correctly or that might not be interpreted correctly. But I think companies are also on a journey to make sure foods that are being offered to consumers are, I mean, compared to probably even five years back, have lesser salt, lesser sugar, lesser sad fat. I think every company is on that journey as well because consumers are getting more aware than they were earlier, for sure. So uh, how's 2024 looking like? Uh, would we see you uh, planning for a couple of launches or in terms of the whole <clears throat> healthy snacking uh, proposition, how will this get expanded further? Uh, if you could just do so look, the uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I think uh, definitely Marico every year does bring its innovations to uh, out there for consumers to see and we'll continue to be very much on that journey. I look at it this way. Uh, we have uh, the Parachute uh, Advanced Master Brand. You have the uh, Safola Master Brand and innovations uh, will continuously keep hitting, uh, I would say, the marketplace. On Safola, I'll give you an example. We recently ran a campaign for World Heart Day, uh, which spoke to consumers. Uh, the campaign was Safola 40 Under 40, where we started engaging with consumers about you know, how do you take Roska healthy step? How do you make a choice on a healthier food, but also healthy lifestyle? And to me, the, those are conversations that we'll continue to have uh, in addition to launches. So launches is a given that will happen. But to us also, that entire piece of consumer engagement, consumer awareness on health will also be something that we'll continue to drive. Okay, sure. And in terms of, again, just trying to understand the R&D landscape and how it's uh, sure, evolving. Sure. Really, I mean, what is in terms of the whole, you know, in terms of, again, coming back to the cycles of how the products are uh, sure. now kind of launched. Because of, uh, you know, e-commerce, we see a lot more experimentation that is happening. Yes. Products are put out on e-commerce, uh, they're yes. piloted there. And very quickly, you can gauge whether you want to take it out to full-scale re retail or not. So how do you, could you dwell a little on this strategy? Because Marico has been uh, quite uh, front and center on this. Absolutely. I think um, the nail on the head, it is a very fast evolving consumer. And I think what works for Marico, again, at its core is agility. Um, and we are able to very quickly sort of engage with our teams. As I told you, social listening is a given. Uh, following consumer trends is a given. What we do is we believe in rapid prototyping, quick iterations. As a company, we are very open to say launch, learn, reiterate. So we might we might do test launches where we will do test markets. I mean, every launch is not necessarily a pan-India launch. You would do a launch, you would say, okay, here it is. We've tried three cities, we've tried four cities, we've tried six metros, or we've just tried the north. Let's see, let's learn, let's iterate while in the market and see how is that going. We also have, uh, as I was telling you, we have a consumer inciting team, we have a product team, we have a design thinking team. Now, all of these constantly are working to make sure, uh, uh, I would say as cross-category teams, how are we getting for things first time right? Right, in terms of making sure that I'm really not doing multiple iterations. So there's always a rich uh, history and repository of information that we use to make sure that's happening. I think also as Marico, what we have is we work very closely with uh, whether they're experts, so experts in terms of nutritionists, dietitians, medical experts, 
We also collaborate with academicians, whether it's in India or internationally. So we bring in a lot of that, I would say, scientific understanding also available with us. Because sometimes, you know, iterations also mean that what is it that I'm giving that is, I would say, proven from a scientific point of view, especially when you start talking health. It's important to also understand what goes behind it. And to me, all of these sort of start coming together. I think the other thing that we as Marico always keep an eye on is affordability. So every innovation that we look at also has that lens of are these affordable to the consumer? And to me, I think um, agility, as you can see, runs through every conversation, therefore. Uh, also, with you know, growing premiumization trend, do you have now a larger kind of a landscape to work with? Because uh, gone are those days when consumers were only looking at certain propositions. They're increasingly a consumer cohorts which have evolved and they're looking at more premium uh, kind of offerings. Of course, I think some of those we offer through uh, the companies that that we are also acquiring. So we, uh, Marico, I think that way uh, strategically also plays in those areas with uh, through sort of the acquisitions that we've made, like through Elements and you know other companies. So that's kind of how we identify because the brand obviously has a brand identity, and you know Safola has a brand identity on health healthier for you. So we stay within healthier for you, but if you want to have more premium offerings, then we have companies like, and the product range of true elements, et cetera, that helps. Sure. And uh, if you look at, uh, you know, 2024, what are the key emerging probably trends uh, that you see in the F&B space, um, uh, not just in India or globally? Sure. What is interest of, uh, what, what, is, what are some of the spaces that you're looking quite closely and as to how they're evolving? So to me, as I said, um, and something I've always talked about globally, it was the International Year of Millets. And I, I know every podium and every forum I've attended, the conversation is 2023 is not the year of millets. It's the beginning of the year of millets. So the journey on millets will continue. And it's not just for India. I think globally, it's not just for Marico, it's for other companies as well. So to me, that entire journey of uh, millets will continue. I think healthy options continue. Right. Uh, consumers are looking, are making choices for healthier. Uh, and there's a certain set of consumers. So let me also make that clear. Not everybody's necessarily looking for health. Taste becomes a non-negotiable, continues to be non-negotiable. So on taste, you have flavors that are evolving. Uh, I think the whole globalization is starting to bring in newer flavors uh, into, I would say, the Indian repertoire for people to try. So if you ask me 2024, we are going to start to see far more uh, flavors that we've only heard internationally let's put it this way that 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 you're going to start hearing in india uh flavors is a big one millets is a big one i would say the whole conversation on tasty yet and that yet is how am i going to make sure i am still within the space of test taste but i am not high salt i'm taste but i'm not high sugar i think those are going to be trends again that are going to be evolving over the next year sure and um you know i had a final question about uh you know, women in the R&D space, uh, sure. are you seeing a lot of women talent now kind of getting into it, especially when a lot of companies are looking at diversity and uh, looking at talent? Uh, so could you dwell a little on how do you see women in, in the R&D space in the FMCG kind of sector? Sure. Um, definitely, I think times are changing. Gone are the days when, when I joined in India. 
I think you could probably, there were very few women, let's be honest. I think there's a concerted effort, whether it's STEM education for women, uh, whether it's the whole government sort of giving incentives for women, girl education, etc. So I think that is making a much bigger pipeline than there probably was 20 years back for sure. In terms of evolution, I think there are far more women out there. I think you go to any sort of R&D meet, uh, any innovation meet, uh, I think uh, um, you are not the only woman on the podium for sure. I think that is definitely changing, very encouraging. I look at it this way because a lot of FMCG space is, you know, is, are products that I'm not saying men don't use, but they're also a lot of them are women centered. So, you know, having women uh, definitely helps, I think, from a point of view. And also from a leadership point of view, I think uh, we are seeing far more women leaders in R&D today than there ever were. And uh, it's an, you know, in that sense, it's an equal opportunity space, but it's, it's very encouraging to see far more women up there and out there making their mark. Sure. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your time and for your insights. Absolutely, Minakshi. Yes. Thanks a lot. Very, very nice to talk to you.